Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, No Filter with Kobo. My name is Elsie, and today's episode is part of a series of the formula of the month. In this episode, we will feature two red nail polish formulas, both developed by Kobo's application labs. One formula is glossy, the other is matte. We will discuss the Kobo ingredients used and offer some background on how you can create an easy and vibrant nail polish. Let me introduce our guest for today, Gabriela Mastelero. Her voice is no stranger to Kobo's podcast. If you have listened in with us prior, you will immediately recognize her voice as our podcast host. Gabriela, often referred to as Gabby, is a business manager at Kobo Brazil. She started her career at Kobo in the applications lab, creating all types of formulas. Today, she is responsible for sales and technical support for customers and agents in Brazil. Here's how this will work. I will ask Gabby a few questions regarding the formula of the month, and she will then provide some insight. Hey, Gabby. Hi, Elsie. It's nice to be here again, but in the other side of the conversation. I'm excited to talk about these formulas with you. That's great, Gabby, and I'm excited to hear all about them. So let's dive right in. First, I'd like to ask if you could describe the formulas and share with us how and why these formulas were developed. Okay. So we are talking about two formulas. They are very similar in structure, but they're very different in effect and application. One is a very shiny and glossy nail polish, and the other one is also a red nail polish, but once it dries, it offers a matte effect, so no shine at all. So they're very, very interesting. And when we started this project at Kobo, Uh, We did not have many formulas for nails, and we wanted to adventure ourselves into that type of formula and evaluate if the technologies that we have, like surface treatment and the dispersion that we usually use for makeup and tinted products, would have and show some advantages in nail polishes as well. And we also wanted to see if the dispersions and the surface treatment, they would have like good compatibility and incorporate well into the traditional nail polish formulation. So the first thing we did when we started developing, uh, we reached out to a partner, another supplier that offered us a nail enamel based with nitrocellulose, acetyl, tibutyl, uh, citrate, and some other solvents. And we started testing our uh, pigments and dispersions, looking for uh, dispersibility and stability. And in the end of those tests, we'd end up with the first formulation that was the nail uh, shiny and glossy nail polish that showed the best results on stability. But obviously, we did not stop there. We had the idea of creating a different effect with the same formula structure. So we added silica to make the matte nail polish that is our second formulation. Thanks, Gabby. How interesting. Okay, so my next question would be is, can you tell me more about the synthetic wax dispersion used in these formulas and why it was chosen as a dispersion of preference? Sure. Uh, It was not an easy process to choose this dispersion. We made several uh, tests with other dispersions first. So as you know, Kobo has many of them. And we evaluated first how easy it was to incorporate using just regular mixing. 
Uh, we also checked stability, uh, looking if the pigments would not bleed, uh, if we would see some kind of sedimentation, like pigments going to the bottom of the package, and also application because needed to be homogenous and could not increase the drying time uh, too much. So we looked at all of those uh, factors. And the SW dispersion, which is comprised by the ITT, lipophilic surface treatment and synthetic wax as carrier, showed the best results in both dispersibility, stability and application. I believe that that is because there is a good compatibility between the combination of the synthetic wax, which is a non-polar hydrocarbon, the isopropyl titanium triazosterate, our ITT, which is the lipophilic, which is lipophilic, and also the solvents in the nail polish base. So SW was the best choice uh, here. Um, so as compared to the glossy formula, referring to the matte one right now, what in the formula helps to create that matte finish? Okay, this one is easy. <laughs> uh, it's the silica shells uh, SH. Uh, that's the main difference between uh, the two formulas. We just added the silica shells dash uh, SH. And silica shells is a very interesting product. Uh, it is formed by hollow ellipsoids of a highly porous uh, silica. Those ellipsoids have really high uh, absorption capacity up to five times their own weight. And the reason, uh, and that's basically the reason why they are able to have the matte effect uh, once that nail polish dries. But this specific raw material uh, is actually surface treated. So we get the silica shells and do coating on that uh, uh, particle with an amino uh, silicone. And that actually helps with the easier formulation uh, and the easy uh, addition to that uh, product in the solvent-based system. So let's talk a little bit about silica, a little bit more on silica. Um, so Kobo offers many different grades. Are they all effective for creating a matte finish? Yeah, unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, Kobo does offer a lot of options in mineral microspheres such as silicas but we actually tested a few of them before choosing silica shells as sage, and not all of them had such a great result. I'll give you some examples. We tested MSS500W, uh, which is a spherical silica that absorbs uh, around 120 grams for each uh, 100 grams of oil. So a little more than one time uh, its weight on absorption, which is less than the shells absorb. And it required more time to mix and incorporate into the formula. Uh, we had an improvement in application. It was more hom homogeneous, but it did not provide much of the matte effect that we wanted. It was a little bit, but not as much as we wanted. We also tested fluorite PSM, which is not a silica. It's a calcium silicate, so similar. And it has a really high oil absorption, absorbs more than four times its weight. The dispersion was similar to what we found with MSS500W, so it was good, but not the best. 
it provided some matter of fact and a homogenous film, but at the same time, we saw some whitening and obviously we did not want uh, that in our formula. And Silica Shell's assay, as I mentioned, solved all of the problems that we saw with some other silicas. Uh, probably the surface treatment helped with the dispersion and has a really high oil absorption, which provided uh, our matter fact, and we did not see uh, the whitening. So it was perfect for what we were looking for. Okay, so um, the next question is a bit of a two-part question. Um, I've seen these prototypes of the prototypes of both of these formulas. Um, these would be really nice to create in other colors. What other colors are these synthetic wax dispersions offered in? And can you mix these colors easily to create different shades? Yes. To answer to the first part, uh, we have SW dispersions in many colors with a variety of pigments, both inorganics like iron oxide, titanium dioxide, and organics like red 27, red uh, 33, yellow 5, blue 1. So there are a lot of options on pigments that you can use. And you can definitely mix them and create basically any shade you want. In the lab, we actually created uh, some of the classic colors like white with TiO2. You can even change uh, the amount of pigment you have and create many uh, coverages. Uh, we have the black with the black iron oxide, but we also created uh, some more colorful ones, uh, a purple one using blue one and red seven lake and some a little bit of TiO2. And we also have a deep, intense uh, blue one that I really love using blue one, uh, lake and black iron oxide. So you can definitely mix and create your own shade. And there are basically no limits uh, to that. And you can even add a pearlescent pigment into that formula if you, create, if you wanna create a nail polish with color and a little bit of sparkle. So there are uh, no limits to creativity here. Fun. Sounds like a lot of fun creating all these. Always this. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, and, um, you know, we know that Cobalt offers pigments in powder form and dispersion form. Um, why would a formula, formulator choose to work with a dispersion over a powder in this case? Short answer is ease of manufacturing. These dispersions, they incorporate very easily into a nail polish base. They were very stable throughout the shelf life of a product uh, and they are non-flammable, which means less cost and less risk of transport and storage. So they are really nice to work with. For the powder, uh, you would have to disperse into the carrier, of, into one of the carriers of the formula before adding uh, with the rest of the other ingredients. And that would require time and, and a specific equipment like mill that is explosion proof since most of the carriers in a nail polish blaze are flammable materials. Uh, there, are, there is one thing that you should consider uh, is cost since the dispersion may have a higher price than the powder. But if you consider the manufacturing processes and the advantages that I've explained first, for me, dispersions are definitely worth it. That's very interesting, Gabby. Thank you. Um, as a consumer myself, I 
personally prefer a glossy nail polish over a matte polish. What is the current trend in nail polish? A little bit of the same or anything new? Yeah, I as a consumer, I'm more uh, more or less like you. I prefer a glossy nail polish. But we have seen uh, nail trends change after COVID. More and more people all over the world are experimenting, making their nails themselves instead of going to salons. Uh, in Brazil especially, I've seen this movement a lot. But at the same time, they also want to test different effects, be more creative with their nails. And honestly, mad nail polishes could be an easy way to get that since the way you apply the nail polish is the same as a glossy one, but the effect will be totally different. And in summary, consumers will never stop using shiny classic nail polishes, but they are more and more willing to experiment uh, into those new effects like matte, glitter, metallic, creating nail arts. Uh, if you take a look at social media feeds like Instagram and TikTok, you will see there is no limit to what you can create in a nail in terms of color choices, designs, effects. So as a brand, the best uh, is to have many options as you can and offer that to your consumer. Love it, Gabby. Thank you. And so, Gabby, now we've reached the end of another episode of No Filter with Kobo. Thank you for your insight and being our guest today. I'm looking forward to hearing you serve our listeners on future episodes. Oh, thank you, Elsie. Thank you for all those great questions. It was really nice talking to you and really nice to be here again. Thanks, Gabby. For all those who tuned in, we appreciate you listening through and hope that you found this episode to be informative and of some value to you. If you would like to see the complete formulas and want to know more about the ingredients discussed, go back to the description of this episode where you will find links to the formulas and literature of the ingredients mentioned. Also, remember that on social media at Kobo Products, you will find pictures of the products and application. This podcast has been created by the content team at Kobo Products Incorporated. Kobo Products is a raw material cosmetic manufacturer and distributor specializing in treated pigments and dispersions. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or the platform of your choice so that you don't miss any episodes. Take care and see you all next time. 